That's good. Well, I'm glad to be here, and uh, I'm glad you're there. And I guess since uh, the pastor's gone, uh, and um, you have been studying Isaiah, I'm not going to do Isaiah. I'm going to do something else and let him continue with Isaiah. But before we uh, get into the lesson, let's just bow our heads and ask the Lord to help us. Lord, we thank you for every blessing. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this class. We thank you for your church. We ask you to bless this word to our hearts. Give us strength. Keep us. And we'll forever be thankful and we'll give you praise. In the wonderful name of Jesus, amen. I am not used to all of this wonderful technology. In fact, um, this week uh, we are fasting all of this uh, technology, this, uh, the media fast. And um, so uh, that's really uh, very, very difficult for me because uh, I like the internet, I like the video, I like the computer, I like the TV, I like the radio, I like, well, sometimes I text. And so uh, all of that uh, uh, going to fast. In fact, um, I found out the other day, uh, the uh, uh, WWW, the World Wide Web, uh, in 2015, there were 1 billion websites in the uh, United States. In 2021, there are 2 billion websites uh, in the United States. In fact, there's 6 billion websites in the world. In fact, my smartphone has 305 billion pages uh, in it. Uh, so this technology is so wonderful that I have um, a little bit of a love-hate relationship. The other day I had to do some business and they told me to go to www so-and-so and I spent an hour and um, I never talked to a person. I talked to a machine and they kept putting me on hold and then they'd come back and I, I sat there an hour between not talking to anyone and talking to a machine. And I kept telling them I wanted to talk to a person. They would put me on hold. And so I spent an hour. So I really have kind of a love-hate uh, relationship with this media. And I know it's, uh, uh, it's great. Uh, the other day, there were uh, two other fellows and myself we were walking through the woods and we came to kind of a clearing and one of them said, did you see these deer tracks? No, they're not deer tracks. The other fellow said, those are elk tracks. And so I said, both of you are idiots. You don't know, these are moose tracks. And we were standing there arguing and a train hit us. So now the three of us are not too sharp. <laughs> and uh, I uh, went to kindergarten class today. 
And I heard the teacher on the video tell the story to the children of uh, the three pigs. Well, it's been a long time since I heard the story of the three pigs. And she emphasized that all of those pigs, one that built the house out of straw and one built it out of sticks and one built it out of uh, brick. Well, she was, of course, giving him a little bit of a math lesson in a sense of one, two, three, and, and so on. And uh, then the main point was that she told them that you have to make the right choice. Which pig made the right choice? Well, in the class said, the third pig that built his house, naturally, that stood, built it out of bricks. And she was emphasizing... Uh, that uh, the, the, they're just things, children, that you have to make a choice in. You have a choice and you have to make the right choice. And I said, well, Lord, that kindergarten lesson confirms what I was gonna talk about. And that was discernment, discernment. And uh, I wanna talk about developing uh, spiritual discernment, uh, what impact, uh, discernment has uh, on our life. And uh, so I, I thought, well, what is discernment? Well, it's definition. One definition is the ability to judge uh, something well. It is also the ability to understand and comprehend something. And it's also distinguishing right from wrong. In fact, when we say something like uh, good, better, and best, well, this might be good, but there's something better. This might be better, but there's something that is the best. So I have to decide what's good, what's better, and what's bad, best. So judgment, knowledge, insight, wisdom, understanding are all part of this wonderful word called discernment. And uh, I want you to go with me. You have a, should have a copy of this scripture. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 10. Go back to nine and it talks about uh, these nine spiritual gifts. But the 10th verse says, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another's diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, to another discerning of spirits. Of all things today, 2021, we all need this wonderful gift. Everybody needs this wonderful gift uh, of discerning of spirits, especially today when we are surrounded in this world, whether it's on a job or whether wherever it is, with some of these horrible spirits that seem to be loose today. So it's no, I can understand why the Lord said, this is a gift uh, of discerning of spirits. Uh, we need to, we, we all need uh, to have this uh, discerning of spirits 
because some of these spirits, such as the spirit of hate, is so rampant uh, in our world today. And uh, we'll come up against that sometime, someplace, wherever, whatever the situation is, because these spirits are uh, so uh, rampant in uh, our world today. So in 1 uh, John, the fourth chapter, I want to read a couple of verses there because I thought they were so good. Uh, <clears throat> Beloved, believe not every spirit. First John 4 and verse 1. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. So it says, try the spirits. The word try, of course, in the uh, uh, Greek means test. So we have to test these spirits. This is also a part of, of uh, discernment. Test the spirits. Believe not every spirit, but try them, test them. Second verse, hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God, and this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Fourth verse, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So to try the spirits, to test the spirits, I need the Holy Ghost. If there's, if there's anyone listening that does not have the Holy Spirit, you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Spirit. For greater is he. What is greater? That's the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost that is in us, that is greater than the Spirit that is in the world. So uh, I need, I need that to try, to judge, to test, uh, these spirits that are in the world. And in Philippians, I want to go there and read a couple of these verses in the first chapter, ninth verse. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in the knowledge and in all judgment, this goes back to discernment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. I need his spirit. And uh, Paul says here that I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in what? In knowledge, in discernment in understanding that I may approve what is excellent. Sometimes, and I've done this, I'm sure all of us have, we have, uh, we rush uh, and, and we make a judgment and then we regret it after because, well, uh, I, I didn't make the right choice. I didn't, I didn't judge this properly. So he said, I want you to, uh, 
uh, increase in all knowledge and judgment. The psalmist said in 119.66, or it says in Psalms, teach me good judgments and knowledge. And that judgment in the Hebrew means understanding and reasoning. God, give me good reasoning, good understanding, good judgment. Psalms 119, 125, he said, give me understanding. And I need understanding. I need uh, discernment. In fact, going way back to uh, the Old Testament, where uh, King Solomon said this in 1 Kings 3 and verse 9, give Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this so great a people? Who's able to judge the people? So Solomon asked God, give me, uh, give me an understanding heart to judge that I may discern between good and bad. See, uh, I need, we all need this discernment that we can judge between good and evil. Isaiah 5.20 said uh, this, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. This is what's happening all around us today in our world. We're calling good evil and evil good. And so uh, Solomon said, I need understanding. I need discernment that I may be able to judge between good and evil. And certainly we all need this uh, discernment that we can judge. Uh, between right and wrong, good and evil, uh, in, and God give us uh, this uh, knowledge. And I, I believe that it is so good that you are having these uh, Bible studies, uh, going through God's word, the pastor's giving you good information, a lot of information, strong information. This by studying this, this will help you discern what between good and evil, what's right, what's wrong. And uh, a, a, knowledge, a knowledge of true helps me identify that which is false or that which is bad. Uh, back in, oh, probably 19, in the 60s, when I was working at uh, Sears, right outside of St. Louis, and uh, we had a, that was a time, now today it's totally different, uh, but that in that time, uh, you had to identify a counterfeit bill. The cashier that we had, she was excellent, and she would teach us in classes, these are some of the things that you can identify, because all of a sudden, they would give us an announcement uh, and tell us in a meeting that there are $20 bills, counterfeit floating, or 10, sometimes five, usually between 10 and, 
and 20 bills that were floating and we should certainly be on the lookout for them. Well, I had a very difficult time trying to uh, find a counterfeit bill and I'd look at them and, and I know today uh, they, there's marks in them and lines in them and they got all different ways of printing is so much different. But in the 60s, we didn't have all of that. And you uh, had to identify uh, a counterfeit bill when one would come through your department. And uh, they would know if it, where, what department these bills came in because when you turned it in, why uh, they would examine them. And she was excellent. She tried to teach us. Uh, and I asked her, I said, now, how do you under, how do, how do you know, uh, and you're so good at just looking at that. She said, because I have a tremendous knowledge of what is real. And she studied the bill uh, and could just by glancing at them, by feeling them, she could automatically say, this is a counterfeit bill. Well, so a knowledge of what is true helps me then to identify uh, that which is uh, false or that which is uh, counterfeit. <clears throat> How does <clears throat> discernment affect me? What, what, how does it, uh, uh, what does it do for me? Well, discernment is a wonderful means of protection, uh, guarding us, uh, and uh, helping us in a spiritual way. There are many, many winds of false doctrine blowing. And uh, since we've been this COVID-19 and I've done a little more listening to individuals on, on uh, my phone and uh, in spare time. And I found so many different doctrines going about the end time and predictions and so on. I thought, Lord, uh, I, if people listen to this all the time, they certainly, uh, they need to have the gift of discernment because some of these things are absolutely uh, wrong. And um, I remember my, one of my first uh, situations with some of these false doctrine, and I thought that I had taught uh, from Genesis to Revelation, and, and this was in uh, the 70s. Uh, and uh, uh, I didn't know this, but an individual in our church who was solid, uh, loved God, loved the words, good walk with God, very spiritual uh, sister. And uh, she came and uh, said to me that uh, there was an individual in our city that was preaching that he had discovered the name, the true name of God. And I said, well, what is the true name of God? She said, he said that the true name of God was Yahweh. And I said, that's the Hebrew. I said, that's what revealed uh, to uh, Moses, I am that I am. And, and uh, I said, it can be taken from Jehovah. I said, uh, Y-H-W-H. And I tried to explain to her that there are Hebrew names such as Elohim, uh, Adonai. I, I said, there's a lot of Jehovah. 
and then El Shaddai. I explained the meanings of them to her. And believe it or not, she was so convinced that she went off and was rebaptized in the name of Yahweh, because that was uh, the true name of God. And I tried to explain to her the true name of God is Jesus Christ, and so on. Well, but she was taken. So uh, the more you look into God's word, the more that you study God's word and get grounded in it and know, thank God, uh, these doctrines that come along, and especially in these last days, false prophets, false doctrines, these winds that come, uh, you're able to stand firm and solid uh, and discern what is right, what is wrong. And this sister could not, it was, she just could not. And I tried to explain it to her, but she could not get away from this. And, and uh, she said, no, he, that's the truth. And she went and he gathered a group and they followed him. And he went from little town to little town around. And um, he had a gathered a group that followed him and gave him money. And then when all that money ran out, then he just disappeared. And uh, so it hurt them uh, spiritually because they were not able to discern uh, between right and wrong and these, uh, these doctrines. Also, uh, discernment helps us uh, to have a uh, freedom. Uh, we're not under bondage because we understand uh, God's word and we're rooted and grounded. And uh, we feel like, Lord, uh, you uh, have given me your spirit, and I understand because I've been taught. So the more that you look into God's word, the more that you study God's word and read, and then questions, ask the pastor. And there are usually wonderful, godly people uh, that are in our church, uh, that are in most churches that I can go to at any time and say, look, uh, what about this? Uh, help me understand this. And so uh, thank God for good sound leadership that guides us. And, and we're, we're, we have a wonderful uh, freedom uh, that uh, uh, God has given us. And to be uh, out from bondage, uh, thank God. We had uh, a couple that came to us in our church and God filled them with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. And they came out, their testimonies were powerful because they came out of a drug world. They not only used drugs, they sold drugs. And uh, when God delivered them right away, they could see how wrong they were and, and what was right. There was a wonderful, God gave them a wonderful, uh, wonderful gift of discernment. And they came one day and said, uh, Pastor, I, I, I want to do something for God. And I said, well, okay. I said, we're starting a jail ministry in our uh, city jail. And then I said, we want to start in our county jail. And I said, uh, would you be interested in that? I would be because I came out of this world of bondage and God has given me this freedom and I can I now see how wrong and what I did was wrong. My family, they had a couple children. And he said, I was leading them in the wrong direction. And he said, I, I'm just so grateful. I, I want to do something for God. 
and wasn't too long and they had a convert that wanted to be baptized. And so we bought a, a tank. In fact, it was a feed trough that we could, uh, that, and the, uh, they allowed us to uh, have that in the jail. And so I went and I baptized the first one. And I told them then, I said, okay, from now on, I'm commissioning you, you baptize them. I'm not gonna be available. And I said all the time, but I said, you're, you've been buried in Jesus name. You've been filled with his spirit. You baptize them if anyone wants to come. And when he went, when we got established in the county jail, uh, in the process of time, we, he baptized over hundreds of individuals in Jesus' name. And some of them there, when they came up out of the water, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he was so thankful because I'm not in bondage anymore. I see what God has delivered me from and set me free. And so that discernment helped him so strongly to understand that, hey, I'm, I see now how wrong I was. So discernment helps us in many way, ways. In fact, also discernment helps us to understand healing. Sometimes there, there are physical things that are uh, uh, difficulties that come from understanding spiritually. And I, I know I have had individuals that, that uh, I said that God, I said, if you get this spiritually fixed, I said, and you understand spiritually, healing will come. And the Lord has uh, healed individuals. Uh, and because they were, it was not only it became a physical healing, but it was because spiritually they were confused. And when God, uh, when God uh, allows them, allows them to uh, understand that and discern that, healing can come. So with along with this discernment and, and there's this, as I said, there's judging, there's understanding. And I'm not talking about judging individuals because the Lord talked about that uh, in Matthew that don't judge individuals. I'm not, we're not talking about that. I'm talking about situations and things that, that uh, will come. We're able to judge between right and wrong and uh, ask God uh, to help us. Because uh, I want to I tell you a, a, a story. Uh, and before I give you a few more of these scriptures, because it, it fits in here. Uh, wasn't long when we were in Arkansas that my wife was downtown and uh, uh, we have one main street. She was down there with another lady in the church. And a lady <clears throat> came in, saw them and said to herself, these look like godly people. Uh, I want to ask them. So she went up and asked them. She said, where is a Pentecostal church? And my wife said, well, uh, my husband is pastor of a Pentecostal church. And she said, well, I, I'm looking for a Pentecostal church because I'm Pentecostal, apostolic Pentecostal. I'm from Oklahoma. And my son is here in your jail. He Two girls in our city stole a car, and he was a friend of their, them, and they said, let's go. And so he, for a ride, so they took them, and they were picked up 
in Arkansas. I got that far, but he was driving the car. So they arrested him, they arrested the two girls. He didn't steal the car, but he was driving it. He was a part of these individuals, uh, these girls that did. And uh, so he said, he's in, he's in jail. And so I need someone to go see him, said he was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, he backslid, and, and this now is what happened to him. I need someone to go pray with him and help him. So uh, my wife said, well, my husband, I know will go. So they told me and I went over and I talked with him and I prayed with him, didn't say a lot. And uh, the next day or so was his court trial. He asked me would I come and she said, would you please go? She said, so uh, I said, I'll, I will go. I went into the courtroom and uh, just from talking to this young man, I discerned that he's, he has a good attitude. And I know that God can refill him uh, and he can pray back through the Holy Ghost. I just felt that. And just by talking to him, I felt that discernment. And so I <clears throat> went to the courtroom and uh, I was in back, stand, sitting in the seats that were available for visitors. And uh, his case came up. And uh, uh, the judge read what he was involved in this stolen car. And he was driving. So he was guilty. He didn't do it, but he was as guilty as the others. And so they said, uh, <clears throat> You can get from one to five years uh, for stealing this car. And believe this or not, the judge looked down and saw me sitting there. And I just had a, a very little acquaintance with this judge. And he looked and he said, Pastor Shostrand, I understand that you have seen this individual in jail. You've talked to him. I said, yes, sir. He said, what would you like me to do? Release him to your custody or send him one to five years in jail? And I was almost stunned and I said, uh, judge, your honor, uh, release him to me. And he said, I'm going to release him, bailiff, to Pastor Shostan can take him. And he said, but he's going to have to spend this week in jail. And he said, but you, anytime you want him, you can get him out. And uh, in fact, he said, I think he may have three weeks to spend there, but you can, he's released to your custody. You'll have to spend the night in jail, the nights in jail, but he can go to your church. He came the second week he was in our church. He came to the altar. God filled him, refilled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And when he was released, his folks came and got him and brought him back to Oklahoma. And for two years, we did not hear anything about this individual. And one Sunday morning, I walked into the church and individual came, one of the ushers came up and said, Pastor, there's a young man here that said, you will know him, that he's been here a couple years ago. And uh, 
He said, he just wants to talk to you. So I said, oh, who is it? He said, well, I don't know his name, but uh, here he is. So we went and got him, brought him to me. And I recognized him right away. And he said, it was Joe Strand. He said, I've just come back to thank the church for praying for me and what you have done. He said, I realized, I saw what, how wrong I was. And he said, this church helped me to pray back through to God. He said, I want you to meet my wife. He said, we're in church, we're working for God. And I thought, well, it, it's, uh, it is, was, a, uh, was, I'm so glad that all of a sudden when I needed, God gave me uh, a little discernment that I could discern that there was something about this young man that God was able to use. So uh, discernment, does it help us? Yes. And uh, uh, what does Hebrews uh, 4.12 says? That the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Uh, thank God. The word of God is able to discern the thoughts and the intents of uh, the heart. So uh, James tells us that uh, if I lack wisdom, wisdom uh, is part of discernment. Uh, ask of God. He's able to give us wisdom. He's able to give us understanding and is able to give us insight. So uh, I see some of you take notes. Wonderful. I, I started that years ago. I still take notes. For some reason, it's a good habit. When the preacher's up, I like to write down some scriptures and some notes. Study God's word. This, this is what will give us the solid discernment that we need. It's uh, uh, God's word. So as uh, you walk with God uh, and as you mature in God and in his word, wisdom, discernment will automatically come as you live for him. So God bless you. It's been good to uh, talk to you about uh, discernment. And, and when, when I like to take a word sometime and if you want, take the word discernment, look it up and see what it says, because there's just a lot of uh, scripture that you can find uh, about uh, discerning, understanding uh, uh, in God's word that'll bless you and strengthen you and help you. So God bless you in Jesus name. Lord, we give you thanks for every blessing. We give you thanks, Lord, for helping us. God bless each one of us and help us, and we'll give you thanks, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.